You're listening to the Passion Church Podcast. We believe that today's message will help you thrive in your relationship with Jesus as you follow Him. We'll be back after the podcast with more information. And now, today's message from Pastor Aaron Kozlowski, right here at Passion Church. You will be happy to know I only have two pages today. (laughs) We'll be done shortly. This morning's message is so crucial and on God's heart for each and every one of us. And so I'm going to ask that for the next, um, I was going to say seven hours just for fun, but I I didn't. just for the next uh, maybe probably half an hour, just stay engaged with all you are this morning. Because I believe that this message can literally transform your life. Not that I'm all that special, although I am because God created me in his image and likeness, but I'm just the messenger. This is what is on God's heart for us for today. Amen? So we're talking today about don't judge. Don't judge. I just thought it was pretty. I came with my own backward drop today. Don't judge. All right, Luke chapter 6, verse 27. If we could go to the next slide, please. That's not working. Thank you. Luke 6, 27 says this, it says, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other one also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you, and from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, also do to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love themselves. Sorry, who sinners who um, love those who love them. And if you, although it's true that I love those who love me too. Um, Verse 33, and if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners receiving as much back. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and the evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as your father is also merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given unto you, Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. The word here says that we are not to judge 
because if we do, we will be judged also. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for each heart and ear listening today. I thank you, Lord, for these lips that you would anoint them to speak your word with boldness and clarity. And I thank you, Father, for each heart and each ear hearing what the Spirit is saying this morning. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Amen. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. This is the crux of what we're talking about today. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Why? Because with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you again. With the measure you use, it will be measured back to you again. I brought a measure today. All my little guys, how long is this measure? This is not a yard. If this was a yard, we'd be outside. No, I'm kidding. It is a yard. (laughs) I brought a yardstick. It's a measurement. It's a measure. What am I using it for? Not much right now. I'm just holding it up in the air. But think, I'm measuring air. Ooh, now we're going deep, getting volume, cubic meters and feet and yards of air. So here I have a measuring stick. With the measure I use, it will be measured unto me again. The word says, do not judge or you will be judged. Do not judge or you will be judged. So, ready? This is my measure. This here is my measuring stick, but it's my measure. So let's say that I have a friend, and that friend does something that really ticks me off, and my standard is right here, and they fell beneath that standard. And I am really ticked off with my friend. Why? Because they didn't meet my measurement. I had every intention of them excelling and doing this, but they failed me. They came up short. And so my friend who should have been here fell short. But now what's the problem? With the measure I use, it will be measured back unto me. There's this whole concept, all right, about sowing and reaping. And every part of it's true. However, I don't want to talk about sowing and reaping today. I want to talk about the measurement that you use on the inside. When I measure someone and I say that they have failed, then this becomes my standard. So what happens when my subconscious self knows that this is the standard. Why? Because I have established it as the standard. I'm the one who set the standard. I said that my friend failed because they didn't hit this high. And since they didn't hit this high, then I have judged that this is the standard. Well, what happens when I don't meet my own standard? What happens when I fail somewhere short of the other the standard that I 
already gave and judged to those around me. What do you call it when you fail the goal? You're a failure. You can't meet your own standard. So if I somehow, somewhere in here, fall short of my own standard for what I've judged someone else, I've just set my own definitions. This has nothing to do with God. This is all about me and in my own head and heart. So my subconscious self says this is the standard. And guess what? I've judged them to be a failure because they fell up short. So therefore, wait a minute, if I fall up short, what must I be? A failure. What have I just done? By judging someone else, I've actually judged myself. Now I have a standard. Now I have a measuring stick. Now I have a definition for what I call myself every time someone else comes up short because that was my standard. That was my measure. With the same measure that I use, what? For others, it will be measured, what? Back to me. I have established this standard. I have established this measurement. And therefore, everyone who comes short, including myself, has failed. Have you ever noticed, you know, the Bible talks a lot, not, not a ton, but, you know, um, the passage where it says, uh, pull out the plank from your own eye, and then you'll be able to see clearly, clearly to pick the speck out of someone else's eye. Have you ever met someone who uh, loves to poke, not poke fun, that's the wrong word, but who, who loves to bring to everyone's attention someone else's failure and you look at them and you're like, but you do the same thing. You ever done that? You ever seen someone like that? Like every single one of us has. Have you ever recognized that the things that you fail at sometimes irk you the most when other people do it? How dare they? Don't they know that's wrong? How could they do that? Why? Because I have created a standard. I have defined what's okay and not okay. So if I fail in an area and I judge myself and I say, oh, I fail, I'm a failure, then my definition, by definition, everyone also says, who does the same thing, how could you? Because I'm not letting you off the hook because I'm not letting myself off the hook. Because I have created my own imaginary definition, my own standard by which I judge others and by which I judge myself, myself, me, myself, and I, all three of us. The Pharisees did this all the time, didn't they? They made rules for interpreting God's word according to their society. They did it all the time. They had gajillion different rules of what you were allowed to and not allowed to do. Don't judge others. Why? Because with the measure you use, it'll be measured back unto yourself. See, but there's a different standard. There's an actual greater standard. 
God's standard. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says this, Yet God, oops, Ah, it's backwards. That's good. Okay. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's righteous standard. Wow. See, this verse is depressing. <laughs> hey, guess what? You failed. Hey, guess what? You fall short of God's standard. Except it's a universal truth. Every single one of us falls short of God's standard. But thank God this is not the end of the passage. Not even the slightest. Yet, oh, yet God. Yet God, who with undeserved kindness... I'll oh, say it, say undeserved. Whoo, with undeserved kindness declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. That's incredible. With what undeserved kindness. So there's a different standard now. On one hand, we have the fact that we all fall short of God's holy standard. Every single one of us. However, yet God... Yet God, that's not the end of the sentence. That's not the end of the story. Yet God, with undeserved kindness. What does he declare? He declares us righteous. So now there's a new standard. So how am I supposed to judge others and myself now? Because on one hand... On one hand, no one can reach God's holy standard. But he caused us, declared us righteous by the blood of Jesus with undeserved kindness. He did this so that what? So that we met his standard through Jesus. Holy cow. We met the standard. Now all of a sudden, who was the standard? Jesus Christ. Now I meet his standard. But wait a minute. It didn't just say me. It said for all who believe. So you meet the standard too. I meet the standard, you meet the standard. Was it anything that I did? Nope, nothing. Could I do it on my own? Nope, nada. Am I now righteous? Yes, 
because he declared me righteous. In, in, um, in traffic and automobile, my, my daughter Lizzie like just can't wait to drive. She's 14. She's got a couple of years ahead of her, but she is just itching to drive so bad. And um, in, in driving, there's this, this concept that in an accident, you will hit whatever you aim for. Kind of makes sense, right? It's kind of easy. You're going to hit whatever you aim for. Let me, let, me, let me change that a little bit just so we understand. You hit whatever you stare at. Whatever your attention is fixed on. In an automobile accident, either you are going to fix your attention on the empty space or you're going to fix your attention on the car that's coming at you. Studies have shown and proven that when you are in a state of shock and only paying attention to what is about to hit you, you hit it. If you can change your attention to the empty space, to the open spot, you actually have a chance, and it's a good one, to steer away from your current course and make it out without an incident. But it all happens with what you pay attention to. See, if I'm offended at people in my life, because I have judged them and I have said that they don't meet my standard, guess what I'm doing? I'm focusing on their failure. Have you ever met children who try so hard to not become their parents that they become them? Do you know why? Because they are fixated with not doing this. And since they're so busy fix, being fixated on not doing this, if it's the only thing that takes up their time and their effort and their energy, what are they going to become? The image that they are focusing on. So let's take it a step further. If I judge my neighbor and I decide that what he or she did is completely unacceptable, what am I most likely to become if I don't forgive that problem that I judged? Because whatever we focus on, we're going to hit. We need to not focus on what's wrong, but instead we need to look for the open space. What is the open space? What God says about you and that person that annoys you. That his righteousness is available to you and to them. His righteousness is available to you and to them. See, because God is the only one who's actually qualified to judge isn't it funny how we judge everyone else by their actions and we judge ourselves by our intentions? See, but it's even worse than that because I judge myself by what I meant to do. 
I judge everyone else by what they actually did, but then I take it one step further. Oh, no, I don't leave it there, do I? We don't leave it there. We go on and assume what they must have meant by their actions. Not only they did that, the only reason they would ever do that is because they meant to do this. How could they? We do that all the time, don't we? But see, there's only one who's actually qualified. Because I can't see your heart. I can't see the inside of you. And quite frankly, I'm glad. Because it'd be all squishy and bloody and nasty. But I can't see your intentions. I can't see your heart. Have you ever meant to do one thing and it turned out so horribly wrong? How come we don't give that grace to everyone else? Like, oh, I remember that one time that I meant to do this and it turned out horribly wrong. I'm sure that they meant to do right too. We don't do that. I wish we would. So we judge ourselves by our intentions and everyone else by their actions and then we assume their intentions based upon how we feel about that person in the moment. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Not even talking externally. Do not judge and you yourself will not condemn yourself because of the false standard that you have made that you cannot rise to. However, we can leave judging to the one who can. We can judge ourselves the way he sees us. And we can say, righteous. And we can judge our brother and sister by the way he does. And we can say, righteous. Righteous. In Romans chapter 12, Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Why? Because if I judge and agree with God that the person in front of me deserves his blessing, then that's the standard that I'm using. And if I use his standard, then you know what I'm also doing? I'm saying I deserve the same standard that they do. And I'm declaring, and my subconscious is receiving, and all of my actions are lining up with his truth over myself as I declare over others his truth. If I choose to see others the way he sees them, then I will instinctively see myself the way he sees me. How awesome is that? Because with the same measure that I use, it will be measured. One of the most dangerous things that will keep you stuck for decades and even generations is self-judgment. Judgments that you have made against yourself that have nothing to do with what God says about you. And it is so crucial to rid yourself of false judgments that don't agree with God. 
So bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, ready? God is capable of judging because he sees the heart and intention we do not. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Indeed, if your enemies are hungry, what's our responsibility? Feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Do not let evil conquer you, but conquer evil. How? By doing good. How do we conquer evil? By doing good. How do we conquer evil? By doing good. The measure that I use will be measured back to me again. If I say you're a failure, then I myself have just judged myself by the standard that I've used. If I say you're righteous, then I judge myself by the same measure and the same standard that I just used. I wanna, I wanna pray for us today. In life, <laughs> life's funny, isn't it? In life, there are things that happen to us, and then there are things we learn from what happens to us. And a lot of times, what we learn has nothing to do with what happens to us. Let me give you an example, just a, a small for instance. A child whose parents might get a divorce. Somehow, that's what happens to them. However, many children take it upon themselves that somehow it was their fault. If they had just done something right, if they had gotten something, if they had fill in the blank, and what, what is that? That's a judgment upon themselves to say, it's my fault, I'm to blame. However, what's God's standard? I'm righteous. That's his standard. I'm righteous. So what happens as we pick up these judgments upon ourselves, you, you know a, a thermostat, right? What does a thermostat do? A thermostat keeps the room at whatever temperature you set it at. So if you set a a thermostat for 70 degrees, for instance, if it goes up to 75, the AC will kick in and bring that temperature back down to 70. But if it drops to 65, the heat will kick in and will bring that back up to what? 70. The judgments that we've made over ourselves are like that thermostat in our subconscious. When we say, I have failed, 
or I haven't measured up, or I will never measure up, then when I see a degree of success, I will bring myself back down because I've made judgments that this is who I am. And if I fail beneath that, I'll actually bring myself back up because this is the standard of who I believe I am. See, what happens when we pass judgment on ourselves? We forget that God says that we are righteous and that his kindness surpasses any experience we've ever had. Maybe we need, we need, we need to relearn a whole lot of things. But his standard and the natural, no one can meet it. However, because of the blood of Jesus, once we've received him as Lord and Savior, we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Would you just close your eyes and bow your heads? Just allow in these next 30 seconds, I know this is so so deep and we have so little time. But just in these next few moments, just, just ask the Lord to show you lies that you have believed, that you have judged yourself. Holy Spirit, show us. Show us. Show us things that we believe about ourselves that are lies, that are not true. Judgments that we have made that fall so so, so short. Hmm. Some of you believe that the sins that you find yourself in is just how you are and how you will always be. That's a lie. Hmm. Some of you believe that since you failed, you don't deserve to have your family back. That's a lie. Thank you, Jesus. Just allow the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray. We're going to come out of agreement with those lies. We're going to come out of agreement with that standard that we put in place that falls short of what God says over us. Would you just pray with me and repeat after me and with all you have. Man, this, this is for keeps. Say, Father God, I come out of agreement with every judgment that I have judged myself. I come out of agreement with an unholy standard that puts me in bondage instead of freedom. I renounce every lie and belief that is contrary to what you say. 
Father God, you say I'm righteous. You say the blood of Jesus was enough to wash me. And I come into agreement with that truth. I am righteous. I see myself as righteous. You became, Jesus, righteousness for me. You became my sin and paid the price for me. I receive that righteousness. And I renounce and come out of agreement with every lie and every belief that would be contrary to the righteousness of God in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's just linger for a moment here. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. That old list is gone and forgotten. He has taken it and cast it as far from him as the east is from the west. Lord, forgive us for using a false standard instead of your holy standard. Okay. Would you just pray with me? Say, Lord Jesus, I agree with you and I forgive myself. I receive your forgiveness and I forgive me. Say your name. So Aaron, you are forgiven. I forgive you. Thank you, Jesus. It may seem silly, but when you've made judgments against yourself and you've used a standard that is a lie, there's something there to be forgiven of. But we're free and clean. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Parents, you're good parents. Kids, you're good kids. You're good at school. Everything you put your hands to prospers. Businessmen, you have the mind of Christ to run your business well. Employees, you guys rock. You're able to do everything that is asked of you in excellence while bringing the love of Jesus everywhere you go. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen, amen, amen. Thank you for being here today. Thank you thank you so much for whew, just honoring his word today. Was that helpful? Amen. Thank you. Thank you for being here. God bless you. God keep you. God cause his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. We will be here next Sunday and uh, tomorrow night for prayer. We will be here next Sunday. We will see you then. God bless you. You are dismissed.